you're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick Jorgudiu. On this episode, I get to talk to one of my favorite people, Tommy Cardinal, and we discuss what's going on in Orlando, specifically the downtown and college parks area. He is the managing editor of the Community Paper and one of the co-hosts of the Community Update podcast. Sometimes in interviews, you start the conversation not on the topic, but on something else altogether. I'm always struggling with where to cut it because a lot of the non-interview questions are pretty amazing, the conversations that happen between the questions. So let's start it there, talking about our shared interest in cats. She does a lot of chirping. Like, I didn't know that cats chirped when I first got them. And so we used to have... Uh, a lot of birds and squirrels coming up to the windows at my old place. Oh, the... Yeah, like they are trying to... So I thought this was something new, but yeah, then I looked it up. It's a thing, And cats chirping. It's like a... Is there a reason for it? Oh, they're literally trying to attract animals to kill. Wow. Yeah. And does that work in the wild? They just go... And it works? I guess so. Wow. They get distracted enough. Cats also have a, um, uh, what do you call it, when you have a symbiotic relationship with, uh, what is it called, Uh, some sort of biological uh, organism Hmm. that sits inside them. So it's like in their gut. Um, And they spread it around. Yeah. So they spread it around, but we're immune to it. Like it doesn't affect humans. It does affect uh, mice. It actually makes them a little slower. So what? actually, they have this symbiotic relationship with this uh, this organism that allows them to be better hunters. That's remarkable. Yeah, cats are really messed up. I love them. And cats are really favorite. evil. Tommy Cardinal is here, editor, managing editor, managing editor of the Community Paper, which is uh, holds a special place in my heart. Yes, because uh, I have written and will probably write for it again in the future. I produce the podcast, the mm-hmm. community podcast for you guys. And I go to you. I mean, I honestly uh, genuinely read the paper to find out what's going on in Central Florida, but specifically in the neighborhoods that you cover. It's a deep dive into the communities that I'm a part of. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for reading and being a uh, great member of our team for so long. You did the CP interviews Yeah. back when we were bit. the downtown community paper. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's sort of what makes us unique is that we really focus on a very specific geographic area. So we do like downtown and college park and that's like it. So we do like North downtown, South, so like Ivanhoe village, South downtown, downtown and college park. And, um, so I think having that very specific footprint allows us to go more in depth than other papers could or other papers do. Um, so yeah, I think that's what makes us unique. So I wanted to ask you about a couple of stories from the July edition, which is out now. You can read it online or you can get it, pick it up at a number of different places, Mm -hmm. um, or you can subscribe to it. We do have a subscription. It's very reasonable and it delivers it to your door. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. So it's the, it's the building, uh, in Ivanhoe village that's right on the lake Ivanhoe. Mm -hmm. Um, it has the happy holidays, uh, or seasons, greetings, happy new year sign that's up, uh, in the winter. So it used to be like, I guess it was, so it was the OUC's building 
Yeah. So was it an actual power plant? I think it was. A, yeah, it was a power plant. At, oh, that's so back cool. Back in the day. Yeah. Back in the, like, I think the 50s or 40s or something. Um, but the building was built in the 20s. So it's been there for a Around long time. for a while. And it's right there on the corner of Orange and Ivanhoe, if you're not familiar with it. It's a huge building. You probably drive by it and say, what's that? Because yeah. it's nothing right now. It's just in there. The ballet was in there for a little bit. They Central had Florida some, Community Arts was yeah, there. Uh, they had some issues with the uh, cleanliness of it. There and, was some mold yeah, in there, which as we all have. Yeah, we've, we've all, all had some mold, mold in like underneath our kneecaps and all that. Yep, um, that's but, exactly where I have mine. But yeah, so the OUC is looking to uh, sell it or redevelop it. Um, so they put out a request for proposal for um, commercial real estate brokers. Yep. Um, so OUC is going to sell it to a developer and they're going to repurpose the building. Uh, I hope they do. I hope they use it um, exactly as it stands. Like, don't ruin it because it's such a cool it's building. It's a very cool building. Yeah. Um, I don't know what kind of architecture it is, but it's quite unique and uh, it's huge. So... I mean, I don't know if they're going to tear it down or redevelop it. I guess that's up to the developer. And I think OUC would have a say in that before they sell it. I'm sure they would. Um, like with a plan for what they're going to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because there's not a lot of parking there, I don't think. No. Yeah. So you have to do something. What would you do with it if you had uh, your druthers and millions of dollars? Hmm. If I had millions of dollars. I don't. I think I would... Um, turned into like some sort of food hall slash like retail like little mall sort of place oh yeah like a little market a little market all local stuff but also like maybe a bowling alley okay and i think it'd make a good it's bowling alley shaped it's a very long building <laughs> i didn't realize that bowling alleys had a shape until you mentioned that so well yeah very yeah. long and narrow i'd say or <laughs> but i think a bowling i I every Friday night I go to Alamo Bowl in Winter Park. Yeah, they have karaoke and bowling in one place. Okay, and it's like the best. But you don't do both at the same time. Same bowl and sing. No, you can't. The, you can't take the microphone out to the. Uh, they have little uh, areas, a bar area okay. where they. Yeah. All right. I'm just saying. Maybe we think about that for the new building. So that's what we'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Karaoke bowling. Karaoke bowling. While you bowl. Bowlioki. Huh. Let's work, we'll work Karioling. on Karaoling. We'll work on that. Let's get to uh, another story. Um, not so much a story. It's something that you do on a regular basis. And I was wondering, uh, because you graduated from UCF how long ago? In fall of 2019. Yeah. But you were, it's not like you're, you're not 22 or anything. You're a little no, bit older. I'm a little older. Yeah. yeah. So I'm you 28. did. Yeah. You did the same thing I did, which was like a seven and a half year, eight year plan. Yeah. For, the eight year plan. Yeah. Uh, bachelor's degree, which is fine. That's like mm -hmm. a great way to do it because you also come out probably with a lot less debt. Yeah. Um, well, I still have a lot of debt, but. Oh, okay. Uh, great. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. But yeah, I was working while I going to school. So I did like part time. And yeah. yeah. Took me twice as long, but. Got there in the end. You did. Uh, mm -hmm. As a younger person um, going to uh, city council meetings, mm -hmm. like what was that transition like? So you do this every, it's every month, right? You write up your notes from city well, they council. Have, yeah. So each month we have a section on our paper that's notes from city council. There's usually one or two meetings per month. It's usually bi-weekly. Sometimes it's less. Um, but yeah, I go to the city council meetings and... Uh, Report on what they're doing. 
What was that like, like going for going there for the first time? Um, it was a little like learning. Like I wasn't sure. Well, like in in school, they don't really teach you how to cover government or right. how to. They they teach you how to interview people and tell stories and the the craft of journalism, but they don't teach you how to find what city council's doing while you're there. So I just sort of, when I first started, I didn't really know what I was doing. I just went there and listened to what they were talking about and um, looked at the agenda and tried to figure everything out. But um, as I kept covering them and I started figuring out, they released the agenda a few days before the meeting, gives you time to prepare and um, learned how to navigate the website and um, learned how city ordinances work, how there's first readings and second readings. And, um, yeah, so it was, it was a whole, um, process of learning actually how to do it. Um, but now I feel like I got a hang of it and I, uh, for the past year I've been doing it virtually. Um, well, yeah, cause they haven't been actually in session. Yeah. But now they're back in session and it's sort of like for the past couple months it's been weird where like public comment has to be virtual or people do go to do public comment but they're not actually in the chambers they're like downstairs in city hall in like the lobby or whatever and it it was weird but um i think they're back to normal now and the big thing that you covered this month and i was curious if there's anything else big coming up was about the scooters right yeah the um the scooters uh they're on a pilot program right now that's so, why there's so many different um, brands or companies that are doing company, it. Yeah, there's yeah. five or maybe six um, companies. And um, so it, they originally were just going to do it for 2020, January to 2020 uh, until December. And then like this global pandemic or something happened and it sort of messed everything up. Um, so they extended it until July and now they're extending it again until January. But okay. it went through first reading, so now at the next city council meeting is when it will be officially extended. So first reading is like, okay, we're going to we're going to say this out loud, mm-hmm. but it's not exactly a rule yet. Yes. It's so like, so this is the this is the analogy I'll make. It's like looking in the mirror and saying Candyman, but until you say it the third time, he doesn't appear. I get I. Candyman. Yeah. I think of Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary. We all have Who's our different cultural things. Uh, there's a new movie coming out about oh. that uh, very thing. Yeah, and you say scary. Candyman, and, and he appears. We got to stop candy. saying it. Uh, no, no. Oh, no, it's bad. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's just like Bloody Mary. Oh, oh shoot! Now we said that twice. Okay, let's stop talking say... about this stuff. So then it'll I... go to second reading. Yeah. So, yeah, they um. They, they say it out loud. They say they read the whole ordinance. Oh, okay. Um, and so it's literally first and second reading. Yeah. So usually what happens, or not usually, but what could happen is they have a first reading. Yeah. They talk about it. Um, and then usually at the first reading, people make comments, public comments. And like the city council will listen to what people have to say. And then between first reading and second reading, it can change a little bit. The ordinance itself. Yeah. Okay. So, for example, they did this on the sidewalk cafes. They were going to limit the hours to 10 p.m. for downtown. So this was during the pandemic. They were trying to help out small businesses, yeah. especially the ones downtown. And, and they so... they just removed, 
regulations on sidewalk cafe operating right. hours. So right. You because can just do it whenever. Yeah. Um, and they uh, they were like, okay, we're going to make some changes. The pandemic's over. And they were also talking about some violence that was happening and how they wanted to prevent that. Yep. Um, so, for example, they did a first reading about sidewalk cafes operating hours. And bar owners came in and said, I think this would affect our business in a negative way. We make a lot of money off of people that just got off work. Yeah. Now that we're doing it, we really like it. Yeah. So can we continue? So they they were like, okay, we'll remain, we'll do sidewalk cafe operating hours or unchanged. So they heard from the, and they changed the ordinance on the second reading. Got it. So, I mean, every time scooters have been mentioned, there's always been public comment. Yeah. Because I mean, it's either hate it or love it. Yep. Um, so they said that they're not going to change the ordinance at all um, between first and second reading. Um, so the ordinance right now says that the pilot program will be extended another six months. It was supposed to expire in July. It'll extend until January or until requests for proposal are accepted. Um, so they said they're going to move to less companies. Yep. Um, so they're going to say they said up to three. Okay, so the five now will be called down to three. We'll figure out who we like the best and then, mm-hmm. and who wants it after that, right? Like like yeah. some of the companies may just drop out because they don't actually like Orlando. I think all the companies are making a killing. Yeah. I think they're making a lot of money. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Um, so expect to see... Um, well, through the pilot program, it'll be as is. Yeah. So at, after January... Or when they accept the request for proposal, expect to see less. And then the city will want to hold the fewer companies more accountable for rebalancing scooters, which has been the big sticking point is that the scooters are when people are done riding them, they can put them anywhere and people are leaving them in the middle of the sidewalk or in in inappropriate places in the way of pedestrians. So that's the whole thing. That's what everybody's mad about. Yeah, um, that's the one issue that we have to figure so out. So the each company employs people to go around in vans and pick up the scooters and stage them. So they'll put them in front of apartment complexes or city hall or where people go. Yep. Um, and I think they're gonna they're gonna be using the rest of this pilot program to determine what companies are doing that the best or the most often. So they're looking for companies that are um, being responsible stewards. Yeah. You know, so. That makes sense. Yeah. So last but not least, and you can hear uh, Tommy on the community podcast, which you can get anywhere you get your podcasts. And going into with, uh, uh, with the publisher, Debbie Gunter, a uh, little more depth into the stories that you've written about and have been written about yeah. in the paper, which I'm a big fan of. Um, I also produce the show, so I, I have to... You have to be a big fan. <laughs> no, I am a big fan because, like, you guys were talking about, um, you do uh, your own column every month. Mm-hmm. And this month, you wrote about something that's also near and dear to my heart, which is Alden uh, Capital or whatever they're Alden called. Alden Global Capital. Yeah. yeah. Uh, buying uh, the Orlando Sentinel and all the other newspapers and the mm-hmm. Tribune Company's uh, portfolio. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how that doesn't help and actively hurts 
um, this idea of watchdog journalism. Mm-hmm. So now, you, so you cover it in the paper. I would encourage everybody to read that. We talked. You talked a little bit about it in the um, in the podcast already. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make an appeal, and I think you did this a little bit, but I want to give you this platform right now to make an appeal to a uh, multimillionaire, I would imagine, uh, at least, if not at a billionaire, yeah. uh, to buy the Orlando Sentinel so we can do, we, you and I, and mm-hmm. others, can bring it back to where it is, uh, or where it needs to be, mm-hmm. which is that watchdog journalism, shining light on the stuff that shouldn't be happening, yeah. um, and also covering you know good stories so that we know what's going on. Yeah, I'm... So, so speak directly to this this rich person. Dear rich person. No, so, I mean, every community needs a daily newspaper. Yeah. I think it's essential. I mean, like the Washington Post, they say democracy dies, democracy dies in darkness. And it's like, it makes sense because, so, say, I mean, if politicians are going unchecked no the regular public isn't going to city council and make or looking through all these records and doing all the it's things that journalists do they don't do it for fun they do it because it's their job so every community i think needs a, a watchdog paper yeah. and i think that's the sentinel it's even in their name the sentinel it means to watch so i think it's so important that orlando has a daily newspaper that holds those in power accountable and tells the stories of the community. Um, and the Orlando Sentinel does great work. I mean, every, I mean, I work for a newspaper. We're a monthly. We have 28 pages. It's like I, we have six staff. Like, we can't do the same things that the Sentinel does. Right. Um, they just have more resources, uh, resources and, to do yeah. so. Um, so I just it, – it's so – and – Alden buys these newspapers and they have a profit margin in their mind where this newspaper should be. I think it's like 15% or something like that. And every single time they buy a newspaper, first thing they do, almost is cut always staff. they can't, yeah. they cut staff. Yeah. And if we have less staff, that's less people covering things that aren't covered by other people. Like, right. like, Stuff so can get through the, the Sentinel the... goes to Osceola County and, um, Polk County. They, I th- they do like a lot of count. I think five counties, um, where there's not a daily newspaper. Um, I mean, I think the only other daily newspapers like Sanford. Um, but anyways, they're, they're doing things that, um, they're doing a service to the community, literally. Um, so, I mean, like the Joel Greenberg thing would have never, happened would have never been made public yeah if the sentinel wasn't watching him and seeing looking at his records and what he's doing um i mean the sentinel does great work um and it's scary that they might lose 10 or a dozen other staff soon um i mean the second alden purchased the company like three days later they offered buyouts they offered the buyouts and that's to every single employee there yeah and imagine being an employee there and, okay, we have new owners. We know that the owners lay off staff. And then three days later, you get a buyout offer. It's tempting. It's really tempting. Because you're like, I might not have a buyout. I might just be out of a job in three months or something. So I think it's so important for local papers to have local publishers and local owners. Um, so I think that 
some people should make a offer. Do you want them to, to contact you or I don't have any money to put into it. No, no, no. So, the the people who might want to buy it. So that you can be the intermediary between them and Alden. Alden's hard to get in contact with. I think you have to send them money directly. Okay. All right. We'll do I, that. Yeah. I mean, I would. I think the best way to do it would be to contact the Orlando Sentinels publisher and say, because the publisher still works for, lives in Orlando and everything. They're just oh, owned that's true. by yeah. Alden. Yeah. I just want you to do it because I know you're a very genuine and authentic person. Okay. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. So if you could be my intermediary, um, I'll go buy some lottery tickets. Let's, and if I win. both just go buy a bunch of lottery tickets. A bunch tickets of lottery tickets. Come on. Let's come save on, the Sentinel. Orlando Sentinel. Thanks, Tommy. So we'll end it on that. But uh, the community paper, yourcommunitypaper.com. Mm-hmm. And then follow on all the social medias. I would encourage you to do that and subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. Your for community the, podcast. Yeah. For the podcast, search Community Paper Orlando yep. and it'll show up. Perfect. Thanks, man. Thank you. I would encourage you to subscribe, but also to keep in touch with the community paper about stories that are going on that you think are important in downtown and in College Park. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this update about what's going on in the community. I've been Nick Jurgadiu. If you missed any of the episode or you want links to everything that's going on with the community paper, please visit toacertaindegree.com. And you've been listening to a certain degree.